Welcome to another episode of the Feasible Film Podcast. My name is Chris Martin. It is June 2nd, 2016. And today on the show, uh, we're not going to be doing any major reviews. We're just going to be going over kind of some of the news we've missed out the past couple weeks. So um, we're going to be talking the Ghostbusters 2 trailer. Um, we'll talk about uh, a couple of other trailers, the Batman vs. Superman Ultimate Edition trailer, and some other various news. Um, but before I uh, begin here, I just wanted to thank everybody for downloading the podcast, subscribing. It's been great. Um, you know, I just have such a passion for it and it's so much fun to do. So, um, you know, if you guys want, just uh, email me at uh, feasiblefilm at gmail.com or follow me at Lee Van Martin and uh, share this, subscribe, tell your friends, uh, share on social media and whatnot. Just get the word out there. And um, I'd also like to. Uh, like take questions, do like a mailbag section. So if you guys want to write in with your questions or comments, just let me know. Or if you have any other movies you want me to review, just let me know and we'll get to that. Um, but with that out of the way here, let's go ahead and get things started. Um, so it was just announced the other day that uh, the Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice Ultimate Edition will be coming out, uh, I believe, uh, it's on July 19th. And it is going to have, get this, 30 extra minutes of a uh, movie on top of, you know, the two hours we already had going into it. Now, you know, everybody knows that, you know, I, I gave this review for the, the movie a poor, a poor rating. And, you know, um, if you want to go back, I believe it was about three or four weeks ago, you can go back on iTunes and download that episode. Um, just search Feasible Film on iTunes and you'll find it. Um, but, you know, yeah, I wasn't a fan of it. It, um, you know, it just, it, it had, it had a multitude of problems. You know, it, it tried to include too many characters and it, uh, you know, it suffered bad from, uh, pacing issues, very similar to civil war, but I, I think it was even worse, you know, the, the payoffs and, um, just, you know, everything that was kind of promised wasn't really, um, tackled in the right way. And, you know, it, it it's the last two movies. I mean, especially uh, Batman and Civil War have come to show us that um, we need we need something other than you know just like a normal threat to get a spy. We need like a super villain or somebody who's trying to take over the world or something like that to keep us involved. You know, the uh, the whole superheroes fighting each other. Um, we know that no, there we know they're not. There's not going to be any consequences going in. Because, you know, they're definitely not going to kill off any of these characters until, you know, much, much later if they do end up doing that. But, you know, we know there's no consequences. So it's not, the stakes aren't as high as, you know, you would, you know, a normal movie would be. A normal Avengers movie, a normal Marvel movie. Um, you know, so once they get out of this whole versus thing and they go back to the normal style, uh, you know, just having the bad guy and having some character development, I think it'll be okay. But, uh, I, you know... I, I definitely want to check it out, you know. Um, I don't know how much more light it'll shed on, uh, or how many, how much more character development they'll be able to garner here in, in 30 more minutes. But, you know, I'm I'm willing to give it a try. Um, it looks like the selling point is that it's going to be rated R, which I don't I don't really understand. Uh, you know, I mean. The original or the PG three the PG thirteen version that came out wasn't overly violent. So, I mean, say for, say for like maybe 
two or three F-bombs, I don't see how, you know, or, or why it would be rated R, but, you know, we'll have to, you know, see what happens there. Um, the second bit of news is uh, Paramount's newest film um, called Monster Trucks that's going to be coming out. It's written by Derek Conley, who did um, Safety Not Guaranteed in Jurassic World. And it's kind of like a... Um, it has the same feeling as something like... I mean, not as corny, of course, but like Flipper or um, Homeward Bound. You know, it has that feeling of, you know, coming across like an animal or an alien or, or you know, something of that nature, like Flight of the Navigator. It has a... Yeah, actually, it has like a really strong Flight of the Navigator vibe. You know, coming across an alien, befriending it, you know, then helping you out through you know, some of your life's choices and, you know, uh, wanting to protect it, you know, it becoming part of the family. You know, you see, you get, you get that it's kind of like a action slash CG family film, which, you know, I didn't really see just from the, from, you know, the stills before the trailer came out, but, um, you know, it's directed by Chris Wedge, who did the uh, animated films uh, Ice Age and Epic, so um, we kind of know where we're going, where, you know, you can get a really good sense of, what the film's about, um, just from the trailer. And if you're not sold from, it's basically about a, uh, an alien. There's an high school student, he likes to tinker on engines and trucks and stuff, and there's an alien uh, that he comes across and for whatever reason gets inside of his truck and controls it, makes it fast and drives it and things like that. And uh, it's kind of like a, almost looks like a, an enlarged version of like a beetle just stretched out and uh, you know it had the, the truck itself has a lot of personality where I, I think it falters especially in the trailer is just some of the otherworldly things that the trucks are doing like you know flying off mountainsides and doing backflips and you know it has your has your kind of your typical Michael Bay style slow-mos of it flying around jumping around and the alien can it looks sort of like an octopus meets a whale and it and it wraps itself around the uh it wraps itself around the wheels and makes it go faster and uh seems to like put its eyes out through the grill in the front of the truck and see everything and so um and then the government's after it so it's definitely for a younger audience um for sure but you know it it had it looks like it has some fun to it so i mean i wouldn't completely write it off we'll we'll see how it goes you know i mean it it's definitely something original but you know, just judging from the trailer, I, I don't think it's going to be something that I'll I'll enjoy. But I'm definitely I'll definitely check it out, and we'll have to see it. It stars that uh, Lucas Till guy the, from um, X Men First Class, and uh, you know Danny Glover's in it, Rob Lowe's in it, Amy Ryan's in it. So you, you kind of get a sense, like I was saying before, you kind of get a sense of where you're headed with this one. You know, it'll be, it'll probably just kind of come over and wash over you and, and, you know, it'll probably be a decent family film. So, um, yeah, definitely, I guess, check out the trailer and see for yourself. It comes out next year, but, um, it's not really on my radar, but you know, it, it could end up being decent. So we'll see. And, uh, the next bit of news is a big one. So after Star Wars came out, you know, they were wanting to uh, the Force Awakens. You know, we we were promised the Star Wars movie every single year, and so of course they started going on and filming new sequels, um, new spinoffs, and you know it's not going to be until after Rogue One until you start getting original stories. 
but uh, the new one, the Rogue One, is just about the story about how a group of um, a group of rebels, I believe, go and get uh, get those plans for the Death Star that they have in New Hope. So um, it'll be their journey. And it came across uh, the other day that uh, Disney weren't happy with how the movie was testing. You know, they finished it up a couple months ago or a couple weeks ago, I believe. And um, they weren't happy with their reviews. And so they say it was overly dark. And, you know, of course, Disney wants to step in and, you know, make it as family friendly as as possible. So they're actually um, setting across a lot of time. Um, I believe it's like four or five weeks um, of reshoots that are going to start next month. And we don't really know what the problems are or what they're reshooting. But it looks like they're going in and trying to add some levity to it to make it not as dark and, you know, maybe spruce up some of the characters. And, um, you know, I mean, Disney has a watchful eye over it. I know they're probably doing what's best. And I don't think it's anything to, like, cause a con- any type of concern um, because... You know, I, I think Star Wars movies need that, you know. Um, I'm, I mean, you know, we haven't seen it or heard, you know, really what what uh, this this uh, story pertains to or what the problem is. Um, but we, uh, I mean, if it needs some bright points, you know, I'm fine with that. You know, it, it, uh, um, it, it you know, sometimes they, sometimes some of these directors that come in need a little bit of reining in. Maybe the story or the way it's captured was a little too dark or some things weren't it together correctly and they want to go change some conversations or or you know change certain things but I seriously doubt they're going to go in and change plot points it's probably just going in and possibly making like you know making some making certain scenes a little different you know I can't see them going in in four weeks and being able to shoot like you know an hour worth of extra footage that they're going to go in and meddle in and change this like completely change the story so you know, until we see kind of what they were thinking or what kind of changes were made, we can't really, you know, bandwagon it one way or the other. Um, or, like, you know, come up with some kind of ideas to why, you know, they need this, you know, without having something. So, um, you know, I'm okay if they were going to go back and make it a little bit more family-friendly. Um, I know, you know, the Batman versus Superman, as we were talking previously, suffered from that. I mean and could have definitely used that. So, um, uh, so you know, we'll just have to see uh, moving forward how that goes. But, you know, I'm kind of indifferent, neither here nor there. It doesn't really bring up any red flags for me, but we'll, you know, wait and see. Now, the next bit of news, and everyone should definitely go check this out, is the um, uh, Ridley Scott's other son uh, is going to uh, Luke Scott is going to uh, or as filmed his uh, has filmed like his first feature called Morgan, and if you watch the trailer, it gives off like a a vibe sort of like maybe like Hannah um, with Eric Bana and um, that the the movie from last year that Alex Garland's out uh, Ex Machina, you know, it doesn't seem. I mean, we're not really they're they're keeping everything pretty vague in the trailer, um, but it looks like it's some kind of uh, human that's created in a laboratory uh, that, you know, possibly starts to think for itself or, you know, they're they're training it a certain way and it gets out. So it does seem sort of like Hannah. Um, it, 
it seems like it's going to be a little bit more melodramatic and it won't have as much action. Um, uh, but it, like, it seems like they're going for like a, uh, a really indie heavy sci-fi film. Um, but the, without knowing a little bit much more about it other than that, you know, I can't really say one way or the other. But, it, you know, it, it, it just has that moon vibe, you know, or uh, Hannah vibe, like I was saying. Um, but if you look at the people involved, um, you know, it looks like it has a great cast. Like Kate Mara, Paul Giamatti, um, Jennifer Jason Lee. And, uh, you know, it comes out here in the next couple months. And, you know, it, it, it looks promising. You know, it, it looks, it look, like I was saying, it looks like it has, it could fulfill the itch of kind of like that indie sci-fi drama. So um, we'll have to, you know, uh, you know, wait and see what happens. But, um, you know, coming from, uh, I mean, especially, uh, I believe Ridley Scott is producing it. So, um, uh, you know, he'll, he'll kind of give a guiding hand, I'd imagine, to his son and, you know, um, to just give him a like a platform and a position to make something pretty cool. So, like I said, go check it out. It's called Morgan, and it, it comes out in about uh, three months or so. It looks really interesting. Um, now, the next bit of news is interesting. Um, John Carpenter signed on with Blumhouse to produce the next Halloween movie. Now, what his involvement is going to be, we don't know. Um, he just wants, and, and what's weird is in the past, he's come up, uh, John Carpenter has said that, you know, he doesn't want to take, you know, pay a paycheck just to come in and offer up his advice to how he thinks the series should go to kind of get more scares into it. Um, you know, he, he kind of lost that battle, you know, after the first one and, um, you know, and it really didn't start picking up steam until, you know, the later sequels so and you know it kind of uh i mean the name especially had had a um resemblance with people you know it being halloween and you know most people watching it on you know halloween and you know and it it it's just synonymous with the season so i mean the name in itself was something that just propelled it to like you know the cult status uh, you know also of course it was a fantastic movie and had great music great pacing and, you know, it was uh, really jump-started the genre and made, like, the slasher genre, like, part of, like, not only horror history, but, you know, film history in general, you know. And, you know, having kind of, like, the mysterious character, uh, otherworldly character that shows up, but you don't really know much about him. So um, it, it's really interesting. And um, they have, uh, there's, there's reports out there saying that Mike Flanagan that did the, you know, Hush, which we reviewed uh, two weeks ago, is in talks to possibly directing as as well as Adam Wingard who did uh, the guest in your next, and you know I I could actually go either way. Um, I think that um, with Mike Flanagan, I think we would kind of we would know what we were gonna get regardless of what the script was gonna be. He he seems to uh, tell a decent story and is able to edit things a certain way um, that's visually pleasing. And, you know, kind of gets the story across. Whereas Adam Wingard's, you know, would make it a little bit more uh, artsy, I guess. He seems like he would be the one to tackle it in a certain way to make sure that, you know, the scares and the horror. And, you know, he's had a lot of experience. Um, well, he's had some experience, um, you know, with 
you know, kind of the slasher genre and has some interesting camera angles, some interesting shots. Um, you know, it just may, he just hasn't, you know, I mean, I guess you could say this about both of them. They, they haven't really worked with, you know, higher caliber actors just because they're stemmed in the horror genre. So, you know, if, if they do it right, if they write it right, and you know, I, I, I know that they're going to come back, they're, they're saying that they want to do a completely new origin story, that, which could be interesting. And they want to remap, um, you know, and create a new franchise, um, unlike what Rob Zombie did with his vision. And so uh, they also want uh, John Carpenter to come on and actually do the music. And I'm, I'm, I, I really hope they get him to do the music. I mean, that's the Halloween theme is synonymous with like a with the season, but overall it's just an awesome theme. I mean, if you just hear it, you know, I mean, it's just one of the best, greatest jingles in movie history, you know, and having him back, especially with John Carpenter going and doing like concerts and, you know, riding with the sun and things like that. It seems like they would, I mean, at least have his son ride it, you know, it, it, it'd be cool to have that like a uh, feel to it, you know, cause you know, it's going to be, you know he would come in and he would make it like theme based and he's just i mean i know it's called like the master of horror but he's also like the master of like mood and feeling and that's really important with the halloween movie and you know like i was saying i don't i don't really know what he's going to bring to the table as far as like you know they're just going to like send him in for you know recommendations on when he where he thinks the script should go or if he's actually going to be on set who knows you know i know he's getting up there in age so we'll we'll wait and see but you know at least at least they want to have something going and i mean it's been close to 40 years since the last movie came out it's about time that they you know they make this movie good again i mean they make the series good again you know it 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 kind of went through the 90s and was trying to still find its identity and find something, but it still played in the same realm as everything else, like Scream, and I Know What You Did Last Summer, and kind of turned into that. Like, same with Nightmare on Elm Street. They all kind of played in that 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 90s meta horror, whereas they kind of lost track of the scares. And Rob Zombie just kind of just brought filth into it, you know, and, you know, it it his style just... I mean, I guess it melds well with the, the Halloween franchise, but his story was just absolutely ridiculous. And, you know, I'm not one to say, you know, it ruined the series, you know, because you can just go back and watch the other ones, but it definitely steered it down a path, you know, that I don't think a lot of people enjoyed. Um, you know, it, 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 it can, his, uh, Rob Zombie style can definitely uh, make you an outcast. Uh, or you know it did he has the his following but everybody else you know he seems to just want to do what he wants to do and and it's okay if he alienates some people it was almost like they were going uh, when they hired him they knew kind of what they were getting into so and what kind of feel they wanted but um you know those those were terrible i mean the first one wasn't too bad towards the last like 30 minutes but as far as the story goes they were just terrible and then um so, you know, uh, Carpenter, uh, when they renounced this, you know, Blumhouse and Carpenter, they didn't really have much to say. You know, they were just excited about bringing the movie back. So, you know, you know, it's saying it's just one of my favorite movies, the original, um, you know, and I just hope that they do it right. I, I mean, having John Carpenter on board is a slight 
it makes it slightly better. But, you know, he hasn't really been involved with movies all that much, and the ward was absolutely terrible. So, um, we'll kind of, we'll, we'll see what he's got left, you know, especially who they get to direct. And I'm, I'm pushing for Adam Wingard. I think that'll be a lot more interesting than, than Mike Flanagan, but we'll see how that turns out. And, um, you know, I believe what it'll be like the 10th movie. So, you know, they really, really need at this point to turn this around. And I, I think, I think, you know, they have the tools to do that. So we'll see what happens. Um, Okay, so the next the next uh, thing we have to talk about here is you have to kind of take this with a grain of salt just because of the source, but um, you know the last and it pertains to the Bond movies. The last couple Bond movies I've really enjoyed. Like I love Skyfall, I loved Casino Royale. I wasn't really um, that keen with Quantum of Solace, and um, and uh, you know. And Spectre was okay, you know. It it had it has its ups and downs and has good points, but to me it was just kind of forgettable. Like with Skyfall and Casino Royale, we could have a conversation. Each one we could have a conversation for an hour on all the memorable memorable sequences, you know. But with Spectre, it was almost like it was just forgettable. Right when I walked out of the theater, and it's not. It wasn't bad. Like I enjoyed it. It just it was not as good as the others. And um, there are reports out there saying that. Uh, uh, Daniel Craig turned down like almost a hundred million profit sharing, um, co-producing role, roles. I mean, it just it it in in it also said that he was completely done with the series. So we kind of have to get, take this with a grain of salt, like I was saying. But uh, you know, I, I wouldn't mind seeing another Bond and seeing what they're gonna do with it. You know, I mean, he's had what four movies, so. That's more than some of the other Bonds, so... You know, I, I think it's about the right time, especially if his heart's not in it, to step away. And, you know, maybe bring in and try something a little different, you know? Um, you know, change up the style, change up the director, change up the music, and, uh, you know, go a completely new route, you know, kind of like they did with every other Bond, with Dalton and Brosnan, and, um, you know, it, it, it'll... And, and it'll it'll kind of bring something new. It'll definitely get people more excited about it, um, you know, where it's headed. And, you know, get more people, uh, you know, in the theater if there's a new Bond, you know, especially if they make a really, really good choice. So that ought to be really interesting. So moving forward, that's definitely something to look out for. And, you know, I mean, it might be the right time to step away. Like like I said, if he if he's having so many so many problems filming it, you know, maybe it is time. So we'll kinda have to see how that goes. But um so so the next the next thing was uh uh I, I guess CBS got together and uh they did like a uh, whole uh uh review or or uh um presentation I mean for like all their new series and things like that. They showed off MacGyver which looks terrible. Um and they also showed off the new Star Trek trailer for their new TV show. That's I think I believe like the first episode is going to be um, you know widely available, and then the next one's going to be on their subscription service, which is really interesting. So they're really going to have to hit it out of the park with maybe the first episode or two. And um, you know, just based on the trailer, I mean, it doesn't show anything other than you know the, maybe the, other than the logo, and then they promise 
you know, villains and heroes and new worlds and things like that. So it's really promising, actually. You know, I mean, we haven't really seen what the vessel is going to be that propels them to these new worlds, but I just want, for so long now, I've just wanted a show um, that goes and explores. And, you know, Enterprise was great, I thought. I mean, it had one, I believe it was season three, they had one really bad season where I'd say like 12 episodes straight was just, it was just flying off the off the rocker. And, you know, I, it was came to a point where I didn't even know if I wanted to keep watching. But I'm glad I did because it, it really turned itself around. And it was a really strong series. And, I, you know, I'd always heard, you know, throughout... It was the only series I'd ever watched. And I'd always heard how bad it was. But when I actually sat down and watched it, I thought it was actually really, really, really good. Um, you know, the acting, I thought the casting was great. Uh, the ship was fantastic, you know, learning about... You know, it was like their first voyage. So it's cool seeing, you know, the ups and downs and and the problems that they face that other captains have never faced because they've never been put in that situation and kind of laying the groundwork for the for the future, which is what I thought was awesome. And um, you know, Deep Space Nine's Deep Space Nine, and neither here nor there. But TNG is still, I I believe, you know, the quintessential. You know, you could pop one of those on any time and be entertained. So hopefully, they're gonna learn from that. Um, and they're going to, and supposedly the season starts off, uh, um, it's like between the events of Undiscovered Country and The Next Generation. So um, it ought to be really cool. So if you haven't checked that out, check it out. It's just kind of a little quick little teaser, but um, it got me kind of excited. Um, next bit of news isn't really all that exciting, but uh, Robert Ludlum, I guess, is writing some books and um, Universal's teaming up with them and getting all the rights together for the books and it's a uh, uh, you know the the screenwriters at uh, James Vanderbilt to do the uh, Spider-Man and uh, Zodiac and um, they're teaming they're all teaming up they want to have Dwayne Johnson as like the main uh, the main character in there and I, I really I seriously do not understand the guy's appeal I guess he just puts butts in seats but I mean, I don't particularly think he's a great action star. I just, I guess, you know, I guess people like him because he's he started off doing family action movies and then he did family. He does family films. He does them all. So, and I guess he's like a like pretty likable character. He doesn't really do anything dark. He's just kind of like a straight arrow, and that's kind of the problem. I mean, it'll never. It'll never be any risks like Matt Damon's taken with like the Bourne movies. There's no risks there. There, you know, you kind of know what you're getting, especially uh, when you see that the the synopsis is just about a uh, a former Navy SEAL who starts a private security firm. You know, and I mean that really, it's been a long time, but it, it, to me it sounds exactly like what was that? It was that John Cena film that they've made like five of them now, where he was the cop. Uh, what was that movie called? Uh, Heart. Um. God, what was that movie called? It, it'll let me look it up. It'll come to me. Um, God, what was that movie called? That's gonna bug me. Uh, the Marine. Yeah, it just sounds. It seems to me like it's just gonna be exactly like the Marine. <laughs> Who knows? You know, I, I know it's just coming out. Um, the uh, uh, it's going to have like crossover characters from the quote-unquote Tom Clancy universe, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. But 
he doesn't really get me that excited. I kind of have to wait to see a trailer, see what they're going to do with the character, see, you know, what they're going to bring, like, as far as, like, something interesting to it. But, you know, it doesn't, doesn't really do much for me. And um, the next thing, we just have a couple more things here. Um, we'll kind of skim over here. Um, since we don't have any, uh, uh, like, emails for this week, so we'll just kind of skim over the rest of these. Uh, the Ghostbusters 2 trailer came out, and the first time I saw this was during the uh, playoffs, for the uh, the basketball playoffs. And, uh, I, I mean, I still think it's just the main problem with, with these trailers that are coming out is it just doesn't seem funny. And I know uh, a trailer is just trying to sell you on it, and maybe they're just saving for everything for the movie, but I don't get, I don't, I don't get that sense of camaraderie between them. And I know it's just a trailer, but it, and... You know, it's hard to compare to the original. It shouldn't be compared to the original, but, um, you know, I, I guess we'll still see it when it comes out. It just, it just, not, none of the jokes hit. And every, like, what we've seen, like, what, like six minutes, I guess, of, of, of uh, trailers now. And, you know, behind the scenes and things like that that have popped up here and there. And it just seems like there's a lot of negativity on the movie. And um, I guess it's just because of the name. They're trying to get new people involved. And it may just be because, you know, it's an all-female cast. Um, I'm not sure um, what it is. But as far as I'm concerned, it just doesn't seem funny. And, you know, all the jokes just seem ridiculous. Um, the special effects don't look all that great. So what they're trying to sell me on from the trailer just doesn't look good. You know, it looks like pixels. And I wasn't really interested in that either. So... You know, like I said, you know, you have to see the movie to see how it goes. But for me, the trailer doesn't look all that great. Um, now, the next thing is, is it just sounds, sounds strange, you know, but I mean, I guess they're revamping all these movies that are coming out as far as like video games go. Like we've got Assassin's Creed coming out. Um, we've got Angry Birds that just came out. We've got a Fruit Ninja movie coming out. And then the latest thing is... Uh, uh, you know, there's movies going to be based on a, on a old Atari uh, games like Centipede and Missile Command and things like that. But the newest one is a Tetris movie. And I don't really understand how it's going to work or what they're going to do with the movie. But uh, it gives them an opportunity to do something a little different. And I think if they kind of, uh, uh, there's there was an awesome documentary that came out. Um, about what two years ago three years ago um, what was it called it had the green box like the wireframe on the front um, oh ecstasy of order that's right and um, <laughs> it came out like four years ago but uh, yeah check that movie out I, I thought it was actually really well done and I, I think if they do something like that something more along the lines of like the wizard Make it but more of like a family movie. Make it where, you know, it's somebody trying to reach a high score or over the top. You know, something something silly. I think it'll be really good, you know. Uh, or, or it could be good, you know. Especially if they went down the wizard route. And, uh, you know, the, the, the hurdles that's going to happen if they do do that is, you know, just like technology. You know, there's so many different types of Tetris games. Um, you know, produced by so many different people and, and definitely, like, within, um, like, challenging for, like, world championships and things like that. There's so many different, like, categories and things and the way that you're accepted is different in each one of them. So, um, 
it should be interesting, but I think I think a, like a more of a wizard would be actually a really cool idea. And they've said that um, it's going to be more it in Larry Kazanov's actually producing it, so um, I wouldn't hold up too much hopes for this. But um, he's saying that it'll be a cool surprise. So well, I'll take him at his word. We'll see what it's like. Um, but I mean. Just, I just hope it's not like just a, a terrible movie like Pixels. We'll have to wait and see. Um, and then, uh, yeah, there was a Harley Quinn movie, a spinoff in the works. There's not much to say. Suicide Squad hasn't come out, so we haven't really seen. But apparently, they really like the character. Seems to be getting like a lot of positive buzz off the character. So, um, I mean, I'm all for it. You know, uh, the movie should be good. It looks interesting. Suicide Squad, I mean, so it might be good. So we'll see. Um, there's not really much to say about it, but we'll, we'll have to see how that one goes. And then, um, I thought what we'd end on kind of like a, uh, what I think kind of just go down some quick little points on what I think is like the best, uh, Marvel movie that's out. And, you know, I've, I've rated, we've rated them all in the past. It's just kind of going through and seeing like kind of where they stack up so many years down the line. And especially since they're, um, they've almost made like 15 movies now. So um, let's just kind of go down and see. Um, so uh, Iron. So of course we've got Iron. Let's just go down. Let's just talk, talk about it randomly off the top of my head. Uh, we've got uh, Incredible Hulk, um, which was I thought was decent. You know, it, it had, you know, the CG is probably, I haven't seen it in a while, but the CG is probably questionable now. Maybe, and I remember some of the plot points not being all that great, but uh, it's kind of down there. Um, but I, I, I'd imagine both Hulk movies are kind of down there um, towards the, the bottom of the litter. Um, and then we have, you know, the Thor movies, Thor and then Thor the Dark World, which I, I both, I liked both of them, you know. I like I like the characters, I like the cast, I like the uh, uh, special effects, I like the story, I like how Thor melds in. Um, with the characters, you know, kind of being the fish out of water and them adding like a ton of comedy to it. I, I thought both of them actually were pretty well done. The I mean, the first one I thought was a little bit better than the second one just because the second one, uh, the Dark World's bad guy wasn't as strong. But everything leading up to it I thought was great. Um, and those are kind of, I guess, the middle of the pack. Ant-Man was great, you know. Everything seemed to fit fairly well. I don't know that it really gave us that heist movie we were wanting, you know, it, it had some memorable shots and, uh, had some memorable characters and things like that. And it wasn't the greatest, but I really thoroughly enjoyed that one. And then we've got, um, you know, the Iron Man's Iron Man one, you know, is the de facto go to, you know, Marvel movie, you know, it just kind of, it had, it had no future. It just put it out there and, you know, it seemed that everybody loved it and it kind of jump started, you know, the whole thing over, you know, for Marvel and, jump-started everything for them moving forward and it's kind of been their flagship character you know in every single movie that they've come out with iron man 2 kind of built upon that you know a lot of people didn't enjoy it i thought it was pretty good i liked the story i liked the comic book feel i liked the characters um some of sam rockwell's ideas i guess weren't all that great but uh, uh for the most part i liked it and then um the third one I thought was fantastic. You know, half the movie there's no Iron Man suit, and then the last half 
you get to learn more about Tony and about how he feels about Pepper and you know and he he breaks himself down completely to bare bones and then builds himself back up and then now he kind of play he he plays off the ego of course in the media but on the outside and when he's not around other Avengers and things like that he's like a softy at heart which you know I mean I know he's had the most movies to kind of you know tool around in his head and get you more information but you know he's all he's been my favorite character you know since the beginning so uh, you know I just love those movies and um, Captain America's we kind of know where I feel what I feel about the Captain America's the first one was fantastic Winter Soldier was was a step back and down there where the Hulks are and then Civil War of course is the bottom of the pack in my opinion um, the Avengers 1 and 2 are both great you know the camaraderie was there the humor's there um, uh, you know the stakes are there you know it, it it just melded everything together like perfectly and used the themes used the superhero themes in conjunction with the characters so well uh, that uh, you know and especially it being so difficult and uh, I thought those were fantastic and at the top. And then Guardians of the Galaxy is at the top as well, you know. Just, I mean, coming off one movie, coming off a series no one's really heard of, other than if you're not like a comic book, you know, fiend. And it just uh, hit on every note. Comedy, you know, like drama. Uh, it had everything. And, the, and the, the team that they built in one movie, I can just see them, you know, making, you know, just being like a huge franchise with their trying to make it to be and the second one just looks great and the bad guys were great motivations were great special effects were fantastic the music was great um there was only like a couple things here and there um that i didn't enjoy as far as you know just towards we talked about it before but just the end you know just the destruction of a city you know but you know they have to have some stakes and you know and it being its first movie and then having you know having all the characters having to come together which they normally do in these movies seem to fit so well. So that's kind of my take on all the all the Marvel movies and kind of where they fit in the Pantheon uh, as far as, uh, you know, putting them in order. Um, we can, uh, you know, if you follow me on letter, it's uh, Letterboxd. It's Letterboxd slash Chris M. Uh, if you go on there, you know, I, I'll put up a, a list uh, of uh, Avengers movies or and Marvel movies. And I actually have one there. It's the... It's it's an overall superhero list that I just have been updating for like years now that just has them all in order. So and it's really hard to put the like the top ten in any type of order. But I've sat down and was like, oh, okay, look, this is the reasons I put these, this, 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 and this here. So I'd like to actually do a special program or a special show podcast. I mean, dedicated just to where things fall in line. I think that could be pretty fun. And if you guys think it'd be fun, let me know and I can go through. I've seen everything. So, I mean, other than the newest X-Men movie, I've seen everything. So I can go through and, you know, do a rating and kind of a quick breakdown, kind of like I did with this, but for all of them. So I think that'd be fun. Um, so we can do that. Um, like I said, follow me on Letterboxd. Follow me on Twitter. It's at Lee Van Martin. Um, share this uh, podcast if you like it. Um, I want to expand uh, the podcast uh, moving forward, you know, and if there's anybody out there listening that, you know, has the same type of passion or movies that I do, let me know. I mean, I, I'm open to like creating like a like a, a network, like a podcast network where I have different people come on all the all the time, like just different people, different walks of life. And then, um, you know, picking a movie 
at the beginning to watch and uh, you know watching it and then just for the first time just talking about it with just with a complete stranger I think that'd be like a really cool idea and um, you know I haven't I haven't seen anybody else doing that so I think it'd be a cool idea to to have like rotating people on and you know just anybody you know anybody has an interest in movies I think it'd be really interesting just to kind of mull over some news and, and do the movie so if you're interested in that uh, email me uh, feasiblefilm at gmail.com or follow me at Lee Van Martin like I said and until next time stay feasible <laughs> <laughs>